Now, let me talk with you a little more about shame. I'm going to send you an article. It's entitled, Why We Feel Shame and How to Let It Go. It's an article written by a number of people, one of them, Alice McCurran, written in November 2017. Let me read a portion of it to you. If I ask you to tell me about a time that you felt shame, you might respond either that you can't think of such a time or express that you don't want to talk about it. Shame is a difficult emotion to identify in the first place and secondly to admit to, which makes it particularly toxic. While embarrassment, guilt and shame are all related, they are different. Guilt is attached to a situation where guilt is a painful feeling resulting from feeling responsible for one's behavior, shame is a painful feeling about who we are. Guilt tells us, I did a bad thing. Shame tells us, I am bad. Another way that I view it is, guilt is very much about, I made a mistake but we can recover from a mistake. But I'll go on to talk to you about toxic shame. And toxic shame really says, I am a mistake. The very being of me is fundamentally flawed. It's really hard to live life when you feel you are the problem. At least with guilt, there's something about a mistake. I made a mistake, but we work to recover from the mistake. But toxic shame says I am the mistake. I am the problem. That's particularly toxic and debilitating. Embarrassment can be considered low-level shame. It's a response to a specific situation and can pass relatively quickly. We can be soothed and comforted if we feel embarrassed and an episode of embarrassment won't necessarily strongly dissuade us from trying something again if we have enough emotional resilience and support. I'm going to talk to you about having resilience in a subsequent session and what the hallmark traits of somebody who has all the characteristic traits of resilience looks like and how when you recognize from a self-help tick box type of tool that you perhaps don't have all the traits to make for good resilience for bounce back how you might want to work at acquiring greater skills to enhance your resilience we'll look at that in a subsequent session Embarrassment and guilt could both be considered functional and adaptive. They inform us how to interact with other peers and when we need to apologize and make amends. Shame, however, can be paralyzing, prompting us to withdraw and hide. I often say that shame is all about hiddenness. 
keep it hidden, don't share it, don't tell it to anyone. And that's how, why shame is particularly, particularly debilitating and keeps sex addiction in place. Because when a female partner finds out, shame as I see it is an umbrella that covers the whole of the relationship. Both parties are muted. Both parties want to, shame says, keep it within the couple. Actually what the couple need to do is share it with different people, but it must be the right people. Because if you share it with the wrong individuals, that increases shame. And that's where I, I love to help a female partner to understand who are the right people to share it with. And for the person with the addiction, again, it's directing them and helping them to recognize the support structures that should come into place in their journey of sobriety to help them overcome shame and not keep it to themselves. An article that I prepared about shame, let me just say a little bit about that. I hope you'll get some useful um, thoughts coming out of this document. The presence of shame is a particularly powerful driver for sex addiction. Again, I just mentioned shame means to hide. It's the hidden companion of narcissism. Shame is the painful feeling of being unacceptable. It's a feeling of being inferior. I love this sentence. It's a wound made from the inside by an unseen hand. And there's something about attachment issues. Okay, we're going to have a really, um, really quite a, a detailed session looking at attachment because attachment seems to underpin so many people's lives involved in sex addiction. It, it really is a big deal in sex addiction, this attachment thing. But let's look at that later on. Shame comes from a core belief about self and a feeling which is not necessarily true, but it's believed and acted upon that you are not adequate, you're defective in some way. The media and society can fan the flames of shame because you don't feel as if you are within the structures of normality, acceptability. We all want to be accepted. We don't, any of us want to be outside of the norm, outside of the group. And it's shaming to feel ostracized. Anger and depression are defenses against shame. Shame disrupts the natural functioning of the self. Shame emerges out of addiction. Shame causes addiction and compulsivity. It essentially says, I am not measuring up. Whether it is the cause or the consequence, whichever way round it is, shame rests on the assumption that the individual is not measuring up to the standards of other people.